0: Make
1: some noise right
0: now! Pienta, podcast and chill network in association with Grandior presents. The Road to 1 Million Subscribers event on the 30th of July 2023 at San Arena in Pretoria. Lineup includes Cubs of the Small, Makazi, Mosa Keys, Mpop Pops, Celestine Dooley, Eugene Cosa, and Robert boy. This fun filled event will include comedy, music performances, as well as a live audience conversation with Mac G, Serpent Duka, and the Ghost Lady. Tickets are now available on cricket from 295 Rands. Doors are open at 6 pm, food and drinks sold at the venue. Come and
1: join a milestone celebration of black excellence with Podcast and Chill Network. There's something
2: very peculiar about my life during this dark season. My hormones are raging. (laughs) My sexual hormones are raging.
0: When when you exit a relationship and you're not happy about that relationship, the one thing that
3: you will go for is learn. What you find a lot of ladies will enjoy is even with penetrative intimacy, it is that stimulation
2: on top of the clitoris, right? I had a psychiatrist that I asked the same question
1: to. Why am I so damn horny? and the problem therein is that that god has such a high standard for human sexuality it's such a beautiful thing it's such a holy thing
3: what is virginity ah yeah yeah yeah. this thing she's
2: very powerful (laughs) let me feel
1: (laughs) yay this thing she's not
2: too bad this This is nothing hey Hey, sexies welcome to this episode of Dino on sex and stuff. And stuff Hey sexies, welcome to this episode of Dineo on sex and stuff. So obviously, you know, I've been making headlines for my mental health and this and that and the other. And yes, it's a serious affair. It's a really, really big deal. Hence, I want to have these sorts of conversations because during this entire dark episode that you guys have been reading about and discussing amongst yourselves and so and so and so and so, I'm the only person who knows the facts about what I've been going through and my personal journey through this dark time. And everything has been superbly serious. I take mental health extremely serious. I take um, my personal health very serious and I just take life in general quite serious. However, however, there's something very peculiar about my life during this dark season my hormones are raging, (laughs) my sexual hormones are raging, and I feel like I need to talk to people that can help me understand the wirings of the link between sexual health and mental health. And I'm of the mind that if we were to really have a strong sexual health mental health and spiritual health, I think the world would be a better place. So joining me today is uh, Dr. Zende, one of my favorite doctors under the sun. She's absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to dig deep into her mind and her experience. I've got uh, Pastor Neville from Rayma. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate having a spiritual leader in the midst of conversations like this. Love, love, love that. Pindi Dogberry, girl. How you doing, honey? Well, thank you. Fantastic. I'm going to start with um, Doctor Zende. You're not only a gynaecologist; you're a sexologist. By definition, sexologist would be to anyone listening that does not understand what is a sexologist. Are you a sex educator, sex coach? So it's a it's a cross between understanding how the body works
3: from your hormones to how it layers into your mental health like you're saying um but also how it translates into how we experience our sexuality
2: yeah.
3: um and being able to look at issues that affect your sexual life yeah. so sometimes understanding the normal, but also when things are not going okay, are there any biological issues underlying? How do we treat it? Can we treat it? Does it need medication? Does it need therapy? Um, does it need a spiritual uh, aspect to it? Um, we often say uh, the the largest sex organ is the brain. Actually. Yes. You know, yes. and and so being able to understand that our bodies, we are not just physical. It's 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 layers of who we are, and so being able to assist or help people when they're going through things that affect their sexuality, um, we come in and we see how we can assist.
2: And this is exactly why I want to have this conversation, particularly with medical experts, because I've had conversations with friends of mine that went through um, depression, and their libido was superbly low during those times. Mine is contrast of that. So I'm I'm living with hypothyroidism, layered on temporal lobe epilepsy, layered on severe chronic depression and meds for all of that. The side effects of these meds, most of them is a low libido. Yes. My man is struggling to keep up, but he is and I'm so proud of him <laughs> because he's really helping me along. And I find that when I am sexually satisfied yes i find that my body reacts and responds to sexual intercourse pleasure rather um, orgasm and such in a better way than it responds to my medication and i'm not writing off medication i'm not saying my medication is wrong but based on my personal experience the energy that i get from sexual intercourse and the pleasure thereafter, it feels more sustainable and it feels healthier than how I feel after I take my meds. And I don't think I'm the only one person who says that the side effects of the meds that we take when we're going through depression and we've got all these other chronic illnesses, they really have dampering side effects. Why is it that medically, when we're sitting with our doctors and this is how sex makes us feel, they don't try and sneak it in there as a prescription yeah. and a bold statement prescription to say, I would also advise while taking your medication, have more sex? Yeah. But healthy sex. Yeah. I,
3: th- I think it, it actually speaks a lot to the kind of society that we live in, the kind of. Tab- you know, how we still see uh, sexual pleasure as something that is hush-hush, we don't talk about it. Um, and yet we'll, you'll find, we say, it's a, it takes a little bit of everything. It's the medication, it's what you eat. Yes. Um, it is It is exercise, but not very often do we people come out and say, actually having a healthy relationship because I I like also to call it sexual intimacy, which is more a spectrum rather than one particular act. So feeling closer to the people that you love um, that actually stimulates certain hormones, things like oxytocin, for example, which is like um, encourages bonding. Um, And also it, it works sort of like in an opposite way when you are feeling loved, um, your, your your depressive symptoms are much better. When you are alone, when you are in despair, when you are not in a happy place, that actually is a vicious cycle um, that makes them the the mental health even worse off. Yeah. So. Th- we we technically should be encouraging relationships healthy relationships and se- uh, um, healthy sexual intimacy during the time when we are at our lowest because yeah, yeah. that definitely does boost There's endorphins um that you know that come through those are all happy hormones um but they come from the like i said healthy and responsible
2: way of uh, um interacting with our sexuality there we go you mentioned a word taboo and i want to run with that Pastor, I'm going to bring this word to you. Religion, in my opinion, tries its level best to control sex, particularly where females are concerned. Um, Young boys by their fathers are encouraged by some fathers, not all, and this is not a blanket generalisation, right? Um, Most young boys are encouraged to masturbate. When young girls touch themselves or even think to touch themselves down there, don't. That's a naughty place. That's this. That's that. Why is it that religion has such a strong stance against things like masturbation and just a person's, a single human being, sexual expression? Right. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a loaded, loaded question. A very question, loaded
2: question. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I think most of what we've seen traditionally, especially in the church, mm-hmm. in some. Corners of the church, of course, some sectors of the church, yeah. um, you'd find a lot more. Uh, you use the word religion, right? Yeah, very legalistic view on scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as time has gone by, through the years, uh, there's been greater revelation, greater insight on on well, what does scripture actually say? Um, if, if, for example. You mentioned what was fine for little boys or fine for boys and not fine for girls. Um, scripture speaks a lot about what is legitimate mm-hmm. and what is illegitimate when it comes to our sexuality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we were chatting earlier before, before the show, we were speaking about um, there's sometimes you've got to consider the heart of God. Yeah. When you're looking at a text and it just says don't do this or don't do that, what's the heart behind it, mm-hmm. right? So if we start a we have a fireplace, uh, and fire is great in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. If the fire gets out of the fireplace and starts, you know, in your bedroom to you burn your house down, mm-hmm. and so there's a context and a and a and a place for for sex. Uh, so in God's economy, um, for example. it's bit, a husband and a wife yes. within the confines of marriage. Yes. Outside of that it becomes something dangerous. For example you mentioned the masturbation thing mm-hmm. um and then we're going to delineate between married and single, and, yeah, yeah. right? Because within the context of marriage, it's a different discussion altogether.
2: Masturbation? Correct. Really? Correct. How so? Let's
1: Correct. start
2: there. This is amazing. I love that. In the context of marriage, Ooh. masturbation is a different concept altogether.
1: All right. Okay. So, so, so let, let, let's, let's go to scripture. I think, okay. it's, I think it's Hebrews thirteen four. I believe it is. It says, it says um, marriage is honorable in all and the bed is totally undefiled, Mm -hmm. right? So what does that mean? Many times you'll find pastors or preachers getting up, trying to dictate to their congregation what is acceptable sex between married people. This is my thing. In, in, right? What's acceptable sex in marriage? How do you even begin? And And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because, well, first of all, show me the scripture, bud. And there aren't any between married couples, Christian married couples, They aren't. Now we know what it says about sex outside the confines of marriage and, yeah. and the dangers thereof. But you can't legislate what's acceptable sex. It says the bed is totally undefiled.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So if Doc is my wife, for example, and I want to do X, and I show her, hey, look at what I seen, She's my wife. When covenant marriage and a Christian marriage, and she says, "Man, I like that, but you know, I can do this, this, and this, but that I'm not prepared to do. Yeah. I am not allowed to push her beyond that. First of all, I don't have Scripture, and secondly, I can't push her to a point that her conscience doesn't allow." So, still, we in, even in marriage, it has to be consensual. It's got to yeah. be consensual. Yeah. Christian yeah. marriage. And so, uh, and let me say God designed sex, right? He made our bodies, he knows how it's supposed to. I
2: thank him for it. <laughs> I am thankful to the creator of all for that thing called sexual organs and pleasure. Right. Yeah. So, so so
1: he, he made it and, yeah. and he's not a prude. And it's sad that the church in some sectors didn't want to speak about it, didn't want to confront it. Um, but I, I think there's there's sound answers if we che- if we choose to explore yeah. and have the conversation. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that helps.
2: It does help a little bit. But then I still have this burning question about these rules that are set by churches, these rules that are set by religious re- leaders, when they preach to people, are they not aware that they're caging people? They're creating little psychological cages for people to live in. Because as much as I have somewhat drifted from religion per se and buried myself deeply into spirituality i'm a christian spiritual person right and i don't stray away from the values and the ethos that raised me through my family at the end of the day i love god for everything that god stands for i love my african spirituality for everything that it stands for in this darkness the first time i felt the urge to masturbate right I was flooded by the sense of shame and guilt. And can I tell you where it stems from? It stems from everything I have been taught by the church. And in that moment, I had to find myself arguing with the church and saying, absolutely not. You are not going through this with me. I am in this dark place by myself. And I know I am feeling the way I'm feeling and I don't want to drift from normality. I don't want this dark space to make me drift so far from normality. My first time masturbating in all of this mess, I felt so ashamed of myself. I felt so guilty. I was like, but then you're a fraud. What sort of sick person who is really going through a dark phase in their life and a dark mental phase, a dark psychological phase? Luckily, I'm very spiritually resilient and I can still lean on that even when my tank is a little bit low. But I felt... Why? Why do we do this to people? Because we can speak all four of us in the studio, right? And anyone can answer this. If I am to be of a good service, well, well, servant rather than service, if I'm to be of a good servant to my children, to my partner, to my work, to everyone else around me and maintain all these healthy relationships, I must come from a place of self-knowledge, isn't it? Romantically, intimately, Mm -hmm. where personal intimacy is concerned, how am I to teach my partner how to engage me sexually, satisfy me sexually and help myself satisfy myself and return the favour if I have not explored myself? But I'm shamed for exploring myself. Right. Mm.
1: There's also
0: the need. Yeah. Sorry. There's also the need for acceptance. I want to follow those rules. I need to stick within the boxes because I have to be accepted. I have to exist in a community and I have to abide by those rules. And therefore, I will put myself in that box because if I don't, then where do I go? Even if it's unhealthy for me mentally and even if I find my health um, sexually, um, even if I find my mental health in a sexual route, but I still have to stay within those boxes because I have to be accepted. Where
2: am I going to go? It's it's wild. Yeah, it's I, wild. These cages.
1: I I think I think the danger is mm-hmm. is that it's very easy to pluck at fruit and not deal with the root. Okay. Yeah. And so the mm-hmm. issue is if you have going through a certain amount of darkness in your life, mentally, emotionally. I yeah. struggled with depression for five years of my life. It was oh, on really? chronic meds. Oh really? Right. And so I know the darkness. I know mm-hmm. what that's all about. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, there's there's a there's a, a phrase that will come up in counselling when I'm counselling couples sometimes, uh-huh. and and uh, the phrase is the sin we commit is how we medicate the pain we can't tolerate. Okay. The Say sin that we goes. commit. The sin we commit is how we medicate the pain we can't tolerate. So sometimes we
2: commit is how we medicate the pain the we can't
1: tolerate. Correct. And so and so and so many times you have the sexual urge and, and you feel, well, I want to pleasure myself, I want to do this or that. And you're not realizing there's a deeper hole and vacuum in your soul. Something's broken inside, and you thinking this is how you're going to medicate it.
0: That's good.
1: And all you're doing is putting a band-aid over the tumor. That's not how you fix tumors, right? Or that's But if our... I'm
2: doing the work right. and I'm enjoying pleasuring myself healthily, where do I know that it's unhealthy now? Well well if I... it's not disrupting my life, it's not isolating me yeah. and I'm not I'm not doing weird things to try and go and enjoy that thing and I'm not self-harming and I'm cognizant right. of where the darkness is, how I'm planning to treat it and incorporate this as a part of my experience to health and gateway to health. How do I know the boundary of sin?
1: Well, well, I, I think there's there's a, there's a fine line. For example, if you take masturbation, mm-hmm. right, there's a fine line masturbation and lust seems to be connected in the scriptures. You can't do the act of ma- masturbation without thinking sexual thoughts. Mm-hmm. You envisioning somebody or you looking at porn or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Let's say, even if you're not looking at porn, you might be thinking. You might be thinking. Right. It is a
2: sexual organ, and, as you said, and, Doc. And, and yeah? so
1: the problem, the problem with that is I know I've counseled people that today can't have sex with their partners because the only way they can get to orgasm is through self-stimulation. But now they've 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 so struggled. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So that they they just and that's not yeah. always the case. Yeah. The other problem is from a Christian perspective is that porn objectifies women. Yeah. Right. Men too. And the problem therein is that that God has such a high standard for human sexuality. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such a holy thing that when we trivialize it and turn it into something cheap.
2: Mm. <laughs> but if that's if that's by choice, why judge? And if we are encouraged by, you know, the word to not judge. I saw your reaction there when he was talking about... Um, <laughs> I want to come yeah. back to that reaction. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: I think, in fact, we had this conversation even prior, and, um, and and I love the fact that he is constantly saying in the con- in the Christian context, context. One of the things um, you know, when you work as a doctor, for example, you're not a doctor to a particular uh, religious group or a particular race. You, you have to create a safe space for everybody, and I think sometimes that's the the issue where can we open up the spaces for conversations where anybody and everybody can come and say this is what i am going through mm-hmm. um i often say sometimes we we want to 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 to, to or to, to, to prescribe to people without ever earning the trust with loving them and being gracious and, so and that and you accepting. can understand where they are coming from. Mm-hmm. And then you take the step to walk with a person. Yeah. If, it's, if it's a therapy kind of session, then you start figuring out, oh, actually, there is a story behind a story. Let's fix that, and yeah. then we'll come back to this. Because yeah. that's what also allows people um, to open up. In the, in the Bible, it says it is the goodness of God that brings brings people to their knees. It is the goodness. It is the love. It is the grace that allows people to actually come through and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And to accept, even when you say, I don't think that is a good way of dealing with what you're going through. Perhaps Mm -hmm. let's move this way. Um, But, but I think it's just that, that blanket statement sometimes of this is how it should be without ever saying, who are you? Where do you come from? What are your beliefs? What are your values? And and the truth is, when you are actually in contrast, your sexuality is in contrast with your values, it doesn't taste good.
2: Mm. You know, if you are going against your own values, it's just like... It's like you're betraying yourself. Exactly. But can I be honest with you? At no point have I felt, and after I had that argument, and I said, and I want to come back to the point that you made about people masturbating and them not having, not being able to part, to have sexual um, intercourse with their partners because the only way they can arrive at an orgasm is through masturbation. I think that generally might also stem from the fact that the church might be making it very uncomfortable in terms of its very high standard and principles, which sometimes feel very judgy to certain people, that they are even unable to talk about things such as this amongst themselves as man and wife. I was having a conversation with my mom and my dad who've been married for over 40 years now. Christian, Roman Catholic, love them. They've become so independent in their thinking in their later years, and I'm like... My dad is asking me questions about how to incorporate sex toys into their marriage and into the bedroom. And this is a person who's turning 80 this year as I turn 40. So I'm half my father's age for the first time. This is the first time. These are people that have been married for over 40 years. Never have they had a conversation about pleasuring each other and masturbating each other and helping each other to arrive at levels of pleasure that are just outside of the right yeah see what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah they are stepping outside of their routine because of dineo on sex and stuff and they're like Okay, well, we're finding it interesting that you should be broken in all corners, but you're glowing, you're radiating, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, because I find empowerment in my medication, I find empowerment in therapy, I find empowerment in my spirituality, and I find empowerment in my sexuality. I have taken these areas of my life, I've removed society from all of these decisions that I need to make for me, and I do it. Every single time I want to do it, I masturbate, I pray, I pray, I masturbate, I take drives, I get stimulated by nature, I come back home. I'm finding me so sexy right now. And because I'm finding me so sexy, I'm having sexy conversations with my parents. They seem to be liking this energy and now they want to toy around with this energy together. And these are people that come from sleeping in separate bedrooms. So I think Church needs to, might actually, not needs to, because I don't want to run some sort of dictatorship on religion and the church, Mm. but maybe with the changing times, we need to somehow arrive at a point in churches where we can feel safer. Mm. Even when I, as a couple with my husband, come for counseling, Mm. I mustn't be shy to open up my mouth to my pastor and say, well, you know, Pastor Neville, can I be honest with you? When... I am by myself, and I'm thinking of my husband. I literally can't wait for him to come home so I can teach him what I've I discovered about right. meats. Right. See what I mean? Right. right. And I think that's healthy, is it not?
1: Yep, De- definitely, definitely. I think um, again, c- certain certain churches have a different view on sexuality. And traditionally, for example, uh, the Catholic Church was very distinct uh, on their views on, say. Um, Birth control.
2: Yeah,
1: 100%. right. One hundred percent. And so, but as time has gone on, people have been talking, thinking, rethinking theology, doctrine, um, and so it's not the church's stance. When you know, I think about my own personal stance. What yeah. governs me is scripture. Ah, I see. Right. So, so the church might have this, these values. But the issue is, is it congruent and consistent with Scripture yeah. as, a, as a Christian? Because that dictates what I believe. Society can go up and down and veer and vacillate, but my, my constant is, what does Scripture say? Mm-hmm. And I got to be big enough to embrace conversations that I might be uncomfortable with in the beginning yeah. and yeah. chat and talk and, you know, uh, and, um, and grow. Yeah,
2: 100%. And grow. 100%. 100%. Doc Berry, I want to come to you because I haven't really tapped into you. Um, You come from a background of sex work, now coming into being a sex coach and being an influencer in that space, right? Sex work, okay, let's go back to (laughs) church, religion, (laughs) scripture, right? Yes. Your likes are shunned upon, right? By nearly everyone. It's not easy to be a person who can proudly say, I'm a sex worker. There's a lot you have to deal with. There's a lot you have to kind of block in your ears in order for you to kind of, if that's what you want to do, Mm -hmm. and you do it by choice, and that pleasures you as well, um, and it's not circumstantial. There's a lot you have to block out to be successful and thrive in that space. Mm Was it circumstantial that you became a sex worker or does sex, is sexual pleasure something that really, it liberates you, it empowers you, you really enjoy it?
0: It wasn't circumstantial for yeah. me. I think for it me, it, it was a choice and it was an empowering choice to say that I'm going to own my sexuality and I choose to live as I want to be a sex expressionist. I want to talk about sex. I want okay. to do sex. And I want to put it out on the internet, me yeah. talking about it and me doing it. So yeah, it wasn't circumstantial. Yes. Were you a porn
2: star or a sex worker?
0: Uh, porn. porn So I sell digital con- content
2: Oh, okay, okay So you're on the digital space Yes, yes. Ah, That must take a level of self-confidence though To put a camera on Can I tell you something? I love this And this is right up your alley yeah. How many women have come into your office And you've asked them Have you ever taken a look down south there? And the answer was no Plenty There's so many women that don't look at themselves down south. what's going on down there, and to put a Uh, camera there, a camera or a mirror. um,
3: And and even things like, for example, they'll come and say, I I think I think my
2: vulva doesn't look right, and Mm. I'm like, who told you so? It doesn't look right. Is it a vulva Mm. or is it a vagina? Can we stop there? (laughs) You're gonna be a little bit uncomfortable (laughs) for a few minutes. I hope not, (laughs) because the ladies are gonna go in now. People call it a vagina, vagina, vagina. Only now. I was literally 39 years old. Yes. Literally. Today years old. Learning that the vagina is it's a just, birth kennel. Yes. I've never used my vagina because <laughs> I've only given birth by cesarean. <laughs> so I've never used my vagina. All this time I've only used my
3: vulva. So the vulva is more what you see on the external. The, oh, is that the that's external? Yes. So the vagina is where we have... Tennis, vaginal sex. Okay. okay. Um, I've it is used it, it I've is it, it is where <laughs> the period comes out from. Like you know? I've used it. So where we put in the tampon. <laughs> I've used it. Right. Um, yeah. And and I think it's just, it was just more like it was easier people to say just it's a vagina, vagina. But more and more I think educate, it it comes back to the thing of just understanding what your organs look like. Yeah. And and what are they called? And yeah. and very often the languaging is also so important so that we're able to articulate ourselves in terms of what's really going on okay. so there's no such a thing as a flower as a coochie as a KK. no it's, it's a, a vulva and a, a vagina. vagina and the clitoris and a labia and you know and yeah. the more we kind of take out the sexualization and and about it yeah. the more comfortable we are and we can just have conversations like it's just like
2: it's a nose and an ear it's an organ it's come an on organ. it's a body part had you ever taken a look at your vulva before you showed it to other people yes all the time I do that all the time as well. I don't want to lie to you. I do that. I have to be able to please myself. I tried not to today because I'm like, yeah. this is going to be very weird. Yeah. Don't do it today. Don't do it today. You want to check on it. I want to check yeah. that we're both aging gracefully. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to check for grey hairs. Are there any down there? Because they do, do pop you know? up. And I want check if everything is all right, if the lips are still looking the way I know them to look. Because right. one's bigger than the other. Oh They're right. not always the same size. And that's okay. Yeah. So you explored that. Absolutely. You were, did you, when, you, when you made the choice to be a sex worker, well, I mean a, a digital porn star, a Sexpressionist. I like that word, we're <laughs> coining it, Sex Sexpressionist. When you decided to be a Sexpressionist. Yes. At which point did you switch on the I'm getting to know myself button and screw what everyone else has to say button?
0: I think I got to a point where I understood myself, where I understood where I want my pleasure to come from. And as long as my pleasure comes in a space where I exist in peace, then I really don't care what everybody else has to say. So my sexual pleasure is coming
2: peacefully we're good. It's that conversation about betraying yourself. Yeah. It doesn't taste nice if you're betraying your principles, your Mm -hmm. values and everything else. I want to park church and talk gender, right? Uh, We are three. Uh, In today's (laughs) terms, we say we are vulva, vulva bearing humans or people. What do they say now? You know, these, uh, all these things like these pronouns and everything else, they confuse (laughs) me. I'm learning. So please don't take too much offense right now and penis-bearing humans or people, I don't know, but we're men and women in the yeah. studio, right? Are men afraid of sexually liberated females? Hmm. No, I don't,
1: okay. so. mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I can't speak for all men. Of course. Um, it really, really depends on... There there, are some men in our African context that are very traditional and because they've grown up traditional, traditional heritage, Uh there's a certain box that they fit in, right? Uh There are those that would subscribe to being Christian and they have a certain box. So it it really all differs, I think, um, when it comes to um, a a sexually liberated woman. Yeah. that's going to need a little more definition yeah. for me. Because, you, know, you know, what what, 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 do we... what
2: defines sexual, sexually liberated women? I think yeah. what's defined sexually liberated women in this day and age, I'm not sure if the ladies would agree, but is a woman who is not afraid or shy or embarrassed to talk about sexual intimacy yeah. to talk about you know the details around it and not just the sexual intercourse details around it but the layerings of it yeah. publicly and otherwise regardless of what societal group she belongs to she is confident in the subject she is comfortable with it she doesn't shy away because she's got no blockages around those conversations blockages that uh, come from societal uh, standards and norms, societal judgment, family judgment. She's just not afraid. When you put the, the, the subject of sex on the table and sexuality, she's okay with it. She's mm-hmm. not, oh, I'm not whispering in the corners, mm-hmm. not afraid what her husband might think or say, mm-hmm. you know, not afraid what the church might think or say. She's she's really gracefully empowered in the subject.
1: Right. I Again, I think it's individual. Mm-hmm. You could be as liberal as you want to be. Um, or I can be as liberal as I want to be, but I don't have the right to come and impose that on the next person. 100%. I've got to. I've, I've got to be respectful to my audiences, 100%. who's around me. And so, what is comfortable for one may not be comfortable for the other. Yeah. Um, and we've got to recognize where people are. And yeah. so, for me as a Christian, I've got a certain context. My life, my conduct, my thoughts, all of it has got to be. Yeah, there's this matrix called scripture that I've got to. If I'm thinking something that's way off, I've got to say, okay, I need to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is that off? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to sexuality, a woman, a man, that's fine. You know, you 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 think what you want to think. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you, you you seem quite liberal yeah, w- in how w- you position yourself. I- Because there are some like you, and I don't mean to interrupt you, there are those that are in the position that you're in, a church leader, right, but male, and if you were to sit with them and have conversations with them, my gosh, we won't even get as far as we've gotten with you because already we started on the wrong footing. What are you talking about? Masturbation on your own. What are you talking about? That should be right, that I'm walking off set.
1: Well, and and, 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 and I hear you. I've I've actually seen interviews like that.
2: I mean, I even had a psychiatrist. I'm not even going to lie. I I was shocked. I had a psychiatrist that I asked the same question to. I'm going through this crazy phase of my life and fourth floor is kicking me and beating me up left, right and center. My welcome to the fourth floor is rough, Mm -hmm. right? But the question is, why am I so damn horny? Do you know what her response was? Mm-hmm. Her response was I'm sorry I cannot engage you in this conversation because it doesn't align with my mission to destigmatize mental health. And I'm like that in itself is stigmatizing mental health. Right. So it's so, not just church leaders. Yeah. It's not just church leaders and the reason why I want to have conversations about sex sexual health and mental health together with people at your level that I respect is because People's lives are essentially oh, right. in your hands.
1: Correct.
2: I can walk out of your your, your office
1: yeah.
2: and go commit suicide. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because you've made me feel like Shameful. in my darkness, what the hell mm-hmm. am I doing with a jumping bean? My clitoris <laughs> is jumping from left to right all over the place. Yeah. I'm trying to understand from a medical expert. Wow. Yeah why am i wired this way is it neurological where is the link in the psychological is it borderline dangerous teach me educate me right but what i got was i got rejected and that in itself is a stigmatization of mental health i am living with mental health as an underlying sensation in my body remember if you remove your torso where's the next head in your body thank you <laughs> yeah. remove your torso where's the next mouth on your body mm-hmm. right. thank you very much am i not supposed to ask about this yeah where my other upper head with the brain actually stems from right. because these things are interlinked uh, god did not put them there for nothing yeah so i got rejected Shame. Yeah. and i got shunned
1: yeah and i think i think as, as as spiritual leaders uh when a pastor gets up to speak he's got to recognize who's in the pew yeah right there's people at all kinds of levels, so I can come out and take a very strong stance on what would be conservative, and I am very conservative when it comes to certain things. This is what Scripture says, if you don't like it, fly a
2: cat.
1: However, there are other things that are a little broader and a little more pervasive in Scripture that allows for, let's engage, let's talk. Uh, I've got to recognize that if I take a hard stance on certain things, Uh that there may be people sitting in the pew That are broken in that area. Yes. And I am driving the screwdriver into their kidney and turning it. 100%. And I'm not helping them. And so the issue is to recognize there's people at different levels. How do I minister to somebody at level two and somebody at level eight or nine? Yeah. And be able to speak to both sides.
2: Yeah. The orgasm gap. Yeah. I want to come there. Something I find very, very interesting. And I'm so glad we have. Um, a male amidst us, right? I was having this conversation with my father as well. And my stance on it is, and this is the big question, whose responsibility is your orgasm, Mm. right? Because, I mean, (laughs) whose responsibility is it? Is it necessary to discuss the orgasm gap when our organs are so different? When I now uh, uh, hear me out doc i know this is also another one right up here any ladies before you bite my head off okay yeah. is it necessary for us to make a big deal out of the orgasm gap when we look at our organs right let's look at the vulva and the vagina mm-hmm. where we get stimulated to orgasm it's a hard reach right you can reach it but it's yeah. not an easy reach and not all men, I mean, if you ask a man, honey, please, I'm just tired of that cracked window. That guy's, de- you ask him in Jan, December, Christmas, you're doing it yourself. <laughs> Most of them, see. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, they're blunt tools in the toolbox, but it's a hard reach, right? And then also this little stem, uh, clitoris of ours with all these nerves and, 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 half the time they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then their organ, right? is just there it's not as complicated i would imagine (laughs) and we're there so then there's an orgasm gap so already we're designed so differently right already there's a gap at birth yeah and then we make it more difficult by saying it's your responsibility to help me climax
3: yeah it it definitely should never be everybody's orgasm it belongs to you but but one of the things that keeps coming up is also the edge i would even go before and say the education gap Mm -hmm. you know where the the just educating the differences between how men and women are wired when you look at for example studies the orgasm gap doesn't really exist much between say for example lesbian couples Right. Um, th- there isn't much of a gap because if I understand that it, it's not inside, it's on top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then I know exactly where to go. Yeah. But also what happens is that shame that comes with if I say to my partner or my husband, I say, babe, I, I get it that you like to put things inside other things. That's great. That's for you. For me, eighty percent of women will have an amazing orgasm climax just on clitoral stimulation. Yes. And just to even go even further, what we see on the outside, that little pea, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That the, the the clitoris is actually as big as the penis in terms of size. What you What feed, are yay. you telling me? Because I've seen I've seen externally ble- yeah. Uh, big. Yeah. You beams, you're right. just seeing like literally the tip. What's embedded underneath? In fact, what we call a uh, the G spot, but now it's it's the G zone. When you go inside the vagina, the, like the, the first two centimeters in and up here, that area, that's where the stimulus is. But what really is just above that is the rest of the clitoris. No and way. And it's got like more than 8,000 nerves. No, no way. And it is the one organ in a woman's body. In fact, it is the only organ that was created Purely for pleasure.
2: Do you have a little vulva thingy I that do, I can take a I look do. at? I do, please have that. Please bring it out, Jules, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see this. I want to see this. And while we're yeah. at it, right, quick, fast, for my audience, is it yeah. squirt or pee? Is it like, <laughs> is it like cum juice <laughs> or is it pee? It's a little bit of both. Is
3: if, it a little if bit If you're wetting the, the, the sheets, it's probably pee. Yeah. Um, but there definitely is Fluid that comes out oh, from tiny out the glands uh, on the sides. You get skin's glands. You get Bartholin glands. Yeah. Um. It's it lubricates. It actually is a protective thing, a protective factor. Because if a woman is dry, you injure, you are in pain, yes. and you don't enjoy uh, sexual intimacy. So it's yeah. important. In In fact, what is even scary, um, people would say things like somebody was violated, and they'll be like, "Well, um, they lubricated. They were wet. So I thought she yeah. wanted it." What what the that is actually a protective thing that your body does so that you don't tear and actually get injuries so it's got nothing to do with i enjoyed that just because i had a bit of fluid come out um, i enjoyed yeah. what was happening to me yeah. so those are things where i say the education gap is mm-hmm. actually way That's bigger That's the
2: bigger discussion way bigger versus than, having an yeah. orgasm gap conversation right the education gap i like that this is zoe Hello, Zoe. We love you, Zoe. Please teach us about ourselves.
3: Right. And teach the so, men about ourselves. So yeah. this is like a model of a, you know, not exactly what it looks like, but of the reproductive system. Yeah. And... What we were talking about, whether it's a vagina or a vulva. So things that this is the vagina. So okay. going inside, that's where a penis will go in, a tampon, yeah. menstrual fluid, baby will come out. At the top, that's what we call the vulva. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite depict what the outside or yeah. the external genitalia looks like. Um, we'll get that model. Um, so so I always say to, 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 to ladies, for example, I ask, um, how 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 much how, how's the foreplay? Because what also is termed foreplay is really the main course for us. Yeah you know, and so if we had to start by saying, if I come in and I'm owning my sexual pleasure, first and foremost, I'm gonna be I'm gonna teach the next person how to pleasure me. But over and above that. Can we take the time to understand? I call men. I, mean, I like microwaves. You just press and it's like, Shh, let's go. In general, women are more like, you know, coal fire. You have to kind of let the the, the coals go red before you can start doing anything. But can and I tell we you are th- scared yeah, to do yeah. We are scared to ask. So as soon as somebody jumps on top of you, you're like, okay, you know, and, and then, but also what becomes a difficulty is when people then turn around and get Bob the vibrator and, and like I'm gonna finish off by myself. You are depriving yourselves of the intimacy with yeah. your partner and, yeah. and, and the, the ability to teach them and grow together, particularly as a couple.
2: That's a that's a question that my father had asked me, I think it is was uh, two weeks ago on a Sunday, or last week's Sunday, actually, when we we're having this discussion. And he asked me: So, with these toys, yeah. you know, let's say the husband is now finished. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's arrived at the height of pleasure. And the woman is still wanting to go further. Who then, whose responsibility is it? To, and I'm like, Both. can I tell you, your wife will probably continue on her own, but it would be even more beautiful yeah. if you join her. Yeah. Your mom's fine. If and you let her teach her. Fine. Mm-hmm. If you just continue with her. Yes. But then, I mean, with men, it's almost like if we were to give sex as a prescription. On the side effects, men would be advised: don't handle heavy machinery, don't drive, don't do this, don't do that, because it's it's almost sedative to men, isn't it? And then with females, it's like a surge of energy. You will ready, you're ready to spring clean the house and just go again, yeah. go again, go, but go are again. Are willing to teach?
0: Because that's also an issue.
2: And this is yeah, this is my thing about discussing the orgasm mm. gap. How many of us were complaining that men orgasm on their own? Mm. We're complaining that they don't let us they don't help us arrive at that highest level of pleasure But are we willing
0: to, to, to exactly. teach Exactly, because it's hard also to help an individual to reach an orgasm if they don't if even they understand, don't understand their themselves. own bodies. Especially. So I feel like it's important for you to pleasure yourself, understand your pleasure spots, and then have the space where you're like, okay, well, I like it when you do. Then I'm teaching you and I'm teaching you gently because yeah. I understand myself. Because then you won't be able to pleasure me if I don't even know how to pleasure myself. Then
2: that's also what causes like the that. huge orgasm gap. How do we get comfortable and get over our inhibitions, mm-hmm. to speak to our men, those of us that are in heterosexual relationships about, cause we are afraid in all honesty. And I sometimes have those moments too, where I have an ask and then I'll bring the mm-hmm. ask as in like, I'm asking for a friend, <laughs> but it's for, friend. for me, you know, how do, how do we approach the fragile male ego where sex is concerned? Mm-hmm. To educate them without them feeling like right, right. you know, we're I, not satisfied with them.
1: I, I, I hear you, and I think uh, I believe it's First Corinthians seven, mm-hmm. uh, where it talks about a man's body is not for him; it's for his wife, and his wife's body is not hers; it's for him. Mm. And and the implication of that text suggests that one of the one of the concepts around sexual intimacy with a husband and wife is that it needs to be selfless. Which means that yes. I am not, I am not, I am not me-centered. I am her-centered. You other-centered. You selfless in the act of sex. That's mm-hmm. so. I my my job must be to to serve my wife.
2: One hundred percent. You take her the words right, right I, out of my mouth. Yeah. Right.
1: So I'm supposed yeah. to serve my wife. You mentioned a man reaching orgasm first. Now, if you a skilled boy. If you're you're a skilled boy, what you should be doing is pleasuring your wife first. First. Take the time. Serving her first and ensure that she gets there. And then, dude, afterwards, you can knock yourself out because Mm -hmm. it's not gonna take you time to get there. So you serve her until she's pleasured up to the hilt and she's she can't move anymore.
2: You all heard. Y'all heard, fingers pointing at you, y'all heard, right? I like that, I like that.
1: So that's what scripture suggests.
2: So the words I had used to my dad were ego and humility because I didn't have the words that you just used, right? Right. Um, You said, not quoting you verbatim now, sorry, um, I forget words very quickly. It's a thing with my things that I'm going through right now. Um, You said you have to be selfless yes you use the word selfless and this is what i had said to my father and i said daddy oftentimes and obviously i'm turning 40 i've got three children so you know it's not my first rodeo so we can have these conversations um i have had sexual intercourse with a variety of men Mm -hmm. and i'm not ashamed of that i mean i've lived a life you know and this is something that i do enjoy one thing that i've noticed that was a common thread right a lot of Males are very egotistical in bed. They are not selfless. So I describe that to my father as they're not humble, but that's it. They're not selfless. Yeah, it's for them. yeah, and they want to prove that they can. But you're not familiar with the entire territory. So how can you prove that you can? right? And the size thing, mm. there's only so much a vagina canal can take. Mm. Mm. After that, my guy, you you're trying to send me to the ER. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I want to use my medical aid for things like this just as yet. Right. So they're very like, yeah, it's you know, it's all about them. It's all about them. But yeah. how do we I, get them to I feel like be more we, selfless? I feel like us ladies are the
0: ones that caused the issue of size to be so important to them. Because every single time, well, not every time, when, when you exit a relationship and you're not happy about that relationship, the one thing that you will go for oh is gosh. learn to be line. That is
2: so, so true.
0: That's so so they got true. to a point where they understand <laughs> that, like, no, so this true. size thing is actually important. That's Why is she gunning it for me? So now they go into the space in a relationship. Like, I'm going to prove that I've got a big size. Yeah, let me. I'm going to do you. Wait, hold on. It's on top.
2: Is it yeah. all on top? They are vaginal orgasms. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. definitely, absolutely. definitely. Um, and and so I have a little toy that I have. In yes, way. this is not just dinner, This is ah. a toy box. Ooh. Ooh. So recently, I was traveling to the U.S. Right, wherever I go, I buy toys. So I recently, so I bought this from Miami. It's a sex store called. Toys Tonight, they do same-night deliveries, but I wasn't in Miami, Mm. so they had to deliver it. It took a couple of days, but if you're anywhere else, they probably will ship it to you by FedEx. I got mine a few days later, and this was my first time trying something like this, right? So this, generally, they would call it apparently the rabbit or something along those lines. It's got a tongue now. I don't generally like vaginally vaginal penetrative toys because they're hard sometimes they're sore yeah but this I tried for the first time and I was like I did not know you like it like oh that girl God, I, I did not know tell me about, hey? for example that the tongue part because even
3: just without the toys what you find a lot of ladies will enjoy is yeah. even with penetrative intimacy it is that stimulation on top of the clitoris, right? Yeah. So it's not that we necessarily want the one without the other, but it's this idea that um, the bigger it is and the, the harder it goes inside, that's what um, women enjoy. And also, we are very cyclical people yeah. in that we want different kinds of sexual intimacy at different times of, of um, um, our cycle. Yeah. When we are ovulating, for example, we are peaking in our, our estrogen and, and testosterone because we do have a little. A bit of that as well. You find that you 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 know you you want to be the one on top. You you've got yeah. a lot more energy. But yeah. Closer to your menstrual cycle, you you want more intimate. You want closer, and you want the person to understand that you know what felt good two days ago. It's my breasts were amazing today. two days ago, but today they tender, they sore. Don't come and DJ on my nipples, type of situation. Yeah, and they So do it is it is the educating <laughs> mm. um, and 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 being i think if we were both fascinated by each other's bodies you know there's something we call mapping sometimes i even say take penetrative sex off the table and do everything else Mm. sometimes it's just cuddling right so let's not box this sexual intimacy to one act but let us explore so that at any given time my formula for a lot of couples i say Think of doing, of if, if if anything else, think of having sex three times a week. The one time you initiate, the other time she initiates, the other time it's for anybody who's like, who's I'm gained, on yeah. you know, type of yes. thing. Yeah. And the one thing that helps with initiating is that even as a woman, even if you are shy, even if you're like trying to explore... You are taking the reins in setting the stage for the type of intimacy you would like. So you might not be able to say, babe, I want it this way. But if you kind of, if he comes home and you're already in something nice and you've put the the kids to sleep and and you've put all the gadgets that make you feel good or you open a bubble bath and say, let's start in the bathroom first, right? You are indirectly giving the person and teaching them the things that you like and enjoy. And it would be wise for us, especially in relationships, to just be mindful of, oh, I want to love my person the way that they want to be loved, not
2: how I think I'm a man or I'm a woman in this relationship. How um, do you experience your orgasm? Are you a vaginal orgasm person or clitoral? I
0: was previously just a clitoral like, orgasm type of person. Yeah. But this type of toy, yeah. when I was using it yeah. um, alone, it taught me how to have something inside of me and have my clitoris stimulated and still reach an p- orgasm. Yeah. So now it's easier no, for but- me when I'm with my partner to say, okay, it's inside, but then we're still going for the clit and I still reach my orgasm. So that this type of toy trained me. I told my mom,
2: I'm like, mama, this thing is dangerous. Magic. <laughs> I'm like, mama, this thing. Yeah. yeah. If, if you use this, snare. Please don't ever forget your <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I beg there's you. A, there's a one that is a, a what you call a clitoral ring. Um, yes. I
2: think I've got it somewhere. Yes. Please, please, please. You know, also, if a, it's here, let's just bring everything up. It's, uh, it's yeah. the
3: black one. So the clitoral ring, for example, it's when, it, it's sort of like this, but you've got your partner, let's say, in a heterosexual relationship. So he your puts partner. it, the partner is inside, so he's that part. So does but, he wear like a cock ring? Let's have a look at it. Well, let please look. have it's, a look at it, It's in the grey, yeah. the, the grey. So
0: here yeah, yeah, we're it. not doing TV, so we're podcasting sits here. Sits so
2: the, part, <laughs> the partner. It's on
0: inside. the left. part. It's on the clits. <laughs> and it vibrates. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you so guys say it, guys. You guys say it. Siya ang pundi salana izinto. So this is like an zints lezinto makai. An tinglyo so makaklone. Just stop buying valentine gifts, Please. chocolates Please. and roses. Just umshangale <laughs> <shine laughs> <shine> riding. Oo tipey mangu ako. Oo be busy na. Busy nga la.
3: So so that is so that would be like the similar kind of thing where he, if he's around, he puts it around. Okay, let's toss there we go no I'll give
2: him no <laughs> no right
3: so if this is the real him
2: oh I've got a better one to make an example with yeah yes they get so dirty so quickly. you watch this thing then the next thing it's fluffy so we'll put our fingers all over them
3: thank you hang on to that 100% so I love the silicone yes the silicone I know the... so it goes around him like that okay so he can still be inside yes right it's actually this is facing sort of like the wrong way around yeah, when yeah. when they are erect it goes up this way yeah yeah right but, it, but either way um so this... not all of them some of them <laughs> bend it like bent all the way to the left <laughs> so so when you when you kind of like switch this on, it's actually got a battery right So this is sitting on your clitoris assuming you are here. And he's still
2: inside, so you're both enjoying the yum. Because it really is yum. The dual I- I- internal and external stimulation. So what I find is, now here's the danger of this toy for me, yeah. right? And this is where we come back to your point that, yes, sometimes masturbators may drift from their partners, right? And that's why you have to have a very discerning sense of self. 100%. And I think so. And I think... One of my favorite human beings is Jordan Peterson. I love, love, love Jordan Peterson, right? And he says, there is no virtue in, what does he say again? He says, there's no virtue in being a good person if you've not been your worst person. Oh, okay. Because you need to get to that level of beast within yourself. Mm-hmm. And the virtue is restrain. Yes. And that's what I learned from him. And I keep that consciously with me to say, you're doing this for the greater good of us. Yes. So get there with yourself. But when it feels really good without him, teach him. Absolutely. Yeah. Because then you're missing a gap to connect. So I learned that from Jordan Peterson and I I use that little piece of thing to restrain myself. This little toy over here, right, has taught me that if, his penis also had a miraculous tongue that could pop out (laughs) at the same damn time it would be amazing but there's no tongue there but he's got hands as well he's got hands yeah and he can take this toy put it on your clit
3: while he's inside
0: of you he
3: doesn't have to be intimidated
0: by the toys
3: i think that's a big one as well in in terms of and and i think sometimes we underestimate I again the knowledge gap from yeah. guys and it might be even harder for for men to have these conversations um or to say babe I don't understand this toy thing yeah. can we can we have a little bit more education on it yeah. how does it make you feel and even for us to ask how does it make you feel what is it about a dildo that makes you feel some type of way yeah. because yeah. it is never a replacement of of you of a human you being. know of a human mm-hmm. being but If we're not having the conversations um, and we're kind of pretending like we know it all, I always, you know, often say, there's something sometimes about uh, men. Again, this is very generalized. It's like, you passed on the script from one person to another. You'll never hear men say, oh my gosh, my my, my woman taught me this. It's always sort of like, yo, the things
2: I did to her. And it's like, why? Crazy ego, hey? Crazy ego. Why? Yeah. You know? Pastor, were you concerned... Are you comfortable with toys in your own individual capacity outside of scripture and church? Are you talking for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just want to remove all our titles now, Yeah, right, and just see ourselves as human beings with no titles are you what's your preference
1: i i i i've got i think within the confines of marriage uh uh, with you and your wife no problem at all i have no i've got no issue with that like i said uh, the scripture is plain the bed is totally undefiled yeah
2: yeah um
1: and um yeah there's a much greater conversation outside of those confines and
2: why is it greater why is it greater outside of the confines of marriage? And I do respect that you respect scripture quite a lot. Can I hear your views on outside of scripture? Why is it a much greater conversation? Where is church afraid of people outside of marriage expressing themselves sexually?
1: I, I don't think the church is afraid. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the rules. Okay. Okay. Scripture made the rules. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, i a, a, I'm not, I'm not trying to enforce something. Mm-hmm. I am literally obeying I something. see what you mean and I so when you, you when you obey something driven from the heart uh when you you know it's like somebody who doesn't cheat on their spouse mm. or, right? so so again if doc is my wife I don't want to say well I've been faithful to you because she's got a gun to my head this is true right this is I, true. I, I want to be faithful to her because I'm driven by love I love her because I love I want. And so love becomes, Doc mentioned earlier, the scripture that says it's the goodness of God that leads a person to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately uh, it is my love for God and his love for me b- bigger still because yeah. his love for me is bigger, right? That should order my life in such a way that I, one of the, uh, in Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit and the uh, the fruit of, of the spirit.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, and, and one of the fruit is self-control. Yeah. Yes. Right? Lust is desire without restraint.
2: It's so dangerous.
1: Right. Because the
2: urge, you see, I wish human beings could respect the sexual urge.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
2: I really wish they could especially where promiscuity is concerned, it's so dangerous. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: It's such a dark rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because the first thing my actual, my, my personal um, therapist uh, asked me before I traveled and I told her that, listen, I'm, I'm off to travel and this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling because I'm loaded with urge, right? The first thing she asked me was your urge, do you express it on multiple people or just one person? Yeah. Because then that's when we know what spectrum you're on. It's a dangerous urge to leave your home yeah. and be a predator because of that urge. Correct. You become a female, male does not matter what organ you bear, you become right. a predator. Yeah. You become dangerous. You become dark. Right. You become all things, and medicine. Yeah. Correct. But with self-regulation. Correct. Yeah. It's so empowering. Yeah. To feel a sexual urge, it's empowering to feel it build up, and you don't tame it; yeah. you feel it. Then, when you feel like you're becoming distracting now, you go, "Okay, I've heard you. Mm. Nipping you in the bud. Mm. Right. I'm focusing right now." You're not Restraint by yeah.
1: The urge. I think I think spiritual disciplines, mm. are, are, and and any way, shape, or form. We yeah. talked about when we when when uh, we just started. You talked about the depression. And Doc mentioned exercise Mm -hmm. and all of those things. There's a there has to be a multifaceted approach to to the mental health. You need to exercise. You need to be able to have great relationship with your husband or wife or whatever the case may be. Uh, These things are critically important. If 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 you if you don't, uh, you 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 medicate. In the wrong way ah there we go you so, so. medicate in the wrong way and so you'll end up doing things out of character that violates your own integrity mm, yeah. as a person because you're trying to scratch your itch mm. which is not really the real problem there's mm. a deeper issue
2: mm. always goes back to the deeper issue yes ma'am always goes back to the deeper yes, issue ma'am. i guess so in marriages mm. we can't and shouldn't be using. We we can try we don't want to tell people what you can and can't <laughs> do But I think we shouldn't be trying to use um, sexual intercourse to resolve matrimonial problems that stem from even before we got married. Mm. See what I mean? Yeah. Um, We shouldn't be trying to use sex as a power tool tool and also 100% and as punishment. I think that's really unhealthy.
1: Um, I think that's why counselling is so important. Premarital counselling, if you're planning to get married, mm -hmm. uh, even counselling while you're married, You know, it's almost like a pit stop uh, at the Grand Prix. Every couple of laps, they go in, change tires, change events, fine, and they go. And they continue. And and healthy couples should, you know, I tell the couples that I see, go in for a session once a month.
2: Yeah, 100%.
3: Nothing
1: is wrong. Yeah, nothing's wrong. Just go and check out, are we good? Are we fine? Are you happy? Am I fine? You know?
2: You and your husband, how are you guys doing? I'm not married, but we're... Oh, you're not married? No. Oh, I thought it was your husband. Oh, no, he's my partner. Your partner. Oh, I assumed, I assumed. (laughs) See, assumptions. (laughs) See, assumptions, you must ask. (laughs) So what if I'm Christian and what if I believe in everything scripture and I really love my life as a Christian, but I don't care to get married, but I still want to have sex?
1: Are you asking me? Yeah,
2: I'm asking all of us. Because, you know, I mean, you know, society is so judgy, man, you know, and we yeah. need to have a place to go to where it's not this or that. It's really not this or that. It should be, I love the Lord, I love the Scripture, I'm living it, but I'm just not like those children of His that have put marriage as a final priority. Yeah. I just want to live my life and I want to honor and, and 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 have faith in the Lord and do all the things according to Scripture, except for that one thing. Except for that one thing. I just want (laughs) to have my sex and I just not, I I don't want to build with this person. Mm. I don't want that for myself. I just want to focus on other areas of my life and be happy. Then you're not Christian. Because Christianity (laughs) has
0: its own rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because Christianity has its own rules. And if you want to be under Christianity, you have to abide by. And if you just want to do it your way,
2: then you can't define yourself. So I did it my way and I'm born Christian, right? So Mm. I've got first child with first man, Fell in love, didn't mm. work out. Second child, second man, fell in love, didn't work out. Third child, in marriage, husband, three months later, mm. chucked him out, didn't work out. So really, am I not Christian? So if no, you... No, am so, I not Christian? No, so, no, no, sorry, no. Existed, no, no, no. Sorry, if you exist, like, sorry. I'm no, go for I it. it. I really so love a
0: human it. being. I really love how you come in. I'm doomed. In your <laughs> Christian space, but in the black Christian community... The culture that exists within it. What will happen is, you say you're Christian. You have your first si- first child. at church. You're not allowed to participate. You sit down because you, when you are holding the mic and you are singing, you are taking your demons and you are putting them all over the church. Your second child, no, no, no. You yeah. are not I'm even not a recommend. Demon. <laughs> yeah. you're it's not even reco- <laughs> <laughs> They won't even recommend you for getting married. Oh so, like you. Okay, um, existing in that space you're ill-disciplined uh, you've got demons sexual demons that need healing i had a
2: third child my suicidal thoughts are late in my life they should have started at baby number one according to christianity that's wild not a joke mental health is not a joke but sometimes you got to laugh yourself out of your pain that's wild
0: it is very strict but if you want to exist in a certain space you just have to abide by those rules
1: yeah, I think I think um, if, if you have a sound understanding of Scripture and a healthy relationship with God, yeah. Yeah. then you would understand that there are certain parameters in which there is safety. Yeah, right? Um, you don't look at porn because you have a high value of women, mm-hmm. you have a high regard of sexuality. Mm-hmm. You, you, it, it's holy, and so I'm not going to cheapen it with X, Y, or Z. Yeah. That's me. I'm right? mm-hmm. not going to impose that on anybody but, but I got scripture so so scripture is the ultimate for me um you, one has got what 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 our, my sister said here is is, yeah. is true in certain sectors it's like man if you did that you're out but um, that is just because you it's so judge well well but if, if God
2: says yeah. come to me as you are Somebody please teach me if the Lord says he wants his children as broken as soiled as this and that as they are because it is only then when he can work his magic through us. We don't come to him perfect. 100%. We don't. So why is it that still it's so judgy, it's so ju-
1: Oh it's, my god, it's because so Because we demonized <laughs> sex. No, no, it's, it's... God wants me with my children and all the drama with and, and, and that's fine and you can come you can come that way. I don't think I must I, just go to God, not the church. No, 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 no. Yes. I think a healthy Christian community, there are churches yeah. where, where you come with your kids, you come with your issues. The, the issue is not where you've been, because we all have a past. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All of us. Yeah, yeah. The issue is where are you now? Mm.
2: Speaking of that, and I love that, speaking of the issue not being where we've been, mm. it brings my thoughts to body count. Right. Right? <laughs> Body count. Was it one? Was it two? Was it three? Fifteen? Twenty-five? Thirty-eight? Forty? A thousand? You never know. Well, in your case, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Body count. Why is it so important to the male how many partners a woman has been with?
1: I've, I've, Some
2: males. Obviously, we're not generalizing yeah, here. I've,
1: yeah. I've read and widely on this one and, and men are all different in uh-huh. this regard. There are some men that wouldn't bother them. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole body of thought that says men would struggle to connect. In fact, the woman will struggle to connect at an emotional level when she has a high body count. Wow. Right, and so I, when I when I read that for the first time, it, it kind of, it hit me for a, you know. And I tell
2: you to a degree it makes sense if I think about it. Right. That the female will struggle to connect emotionally because now she does not trust the species. Her experiences, we, we, we must also, let's look at body count and understand why the body count. Is it the body count because I was expressing myself and living my best life before I settled down was it a body count because I got violated a number of times at different seasons of my life? Right. Is it a body count because I've tried my hand at love? And honestly, I've been disappointed a thousand and one times. Yeah. Is there something that I need to change within myself? Do the people I'm choosing have to change? What is it? Yeah. We don't know. See what I'm saying? So yeah. if you're going to burden yourself so much about where she was. Yeah. Then you're losing sight of where you can go together, right? Because mm-hmm. a woman is not fully formed. Mm-hmm. And fully defined yeah. by how many men she's been with or none at all, if that's a matter of fact. And also this whole yeah. thing about virginity.
1: Yeah, uh, the, issue, the, the, the issue again is we've got to go to the root,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: not not the fruit. Right? Yeah. Uh, if if you've had one or a hundred or a thousand, yeah. the issue is where are you broken really? Were you trying to medicate? With all of these guys, what's the real issue here? Yeah, true. Right. So my sin or my actions or my whatever should drive me to God, not from God.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Always. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't clean a fish and then catch it. You catch it and then clean it. And and the church should be a safe haven for broken people to come, like a hospital. Right. So we, we, we come we,
2: in broken, yes. And once we make the choice to be a part of it, we are expected to stay clean on the straight and narrow. Well, if
3: I may, sorry, please, sorry go, for it. go it's, ahead. It's, it's the, these, you know. I think it was uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, and yeah. he said, if all of us would have self governance we wouldn't need all the things that we we look at and as you know it's the church it's the government it's the whatever it's the whatever right. but because the reality of it is the way that we are built we are not just physical beings we are spiritual, spiritual beings. we are emotional beings and we know you know it's that thing when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like i don't i don't like you today because actually you did things that are not in line with who you are and who you have become, you know, it's, it's, and and this cuts across not just in the sexual space. It's like as a, as a, as a parent or as a mom, you know, when you, when you say, you know, nasty things to your child or you behave, you're like, that is not how I want to show up as a mother, as a, Mm. as a clinician, as a, as a friend that, that does not align with, who I believe to be and who, you know, the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And so the, the body count thing, I don't even think it's necessarily, yes, it it seems to be imposed more on women. But I think the, the same standard cuts across with with a man. How beautiful is a man who wow. says... Oh, I know I'm yeah. amazing. I'm sexy. I could have any girl that I want, but. but I want to preserve myself so that I can fully give myself mm-hmm. to that sure. one space, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 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 vice versa. So it is th- the act of self-governance. If we all so took responsibility and accountability of self-governing mm-hmm. in any area, food. You know, we would be like, "Oh, I'm so comfortable in my own skin." And I'm like, "No." You you are not, you, you're you actually hurting yourself and you are medicating with food. You're mm. medicating with, you know, uh, alcohol. You're medicating mm. with um, media. Mm. Anything that kind of shakes up your control and your governance of mm. self is already, you're already in the red, mm. you know. Mm. And so it's not just sex. It's just so happens that sex becomes this, the, the thing, the mm. thing. Did you arrive at that? point in your...
0: I think it's a... Well, for me, I think body count is important, well, for men, because I feel like the church has preached that... Purity and keeping yourself and virginity is and placed a value in it. Even in the Zulu culture, when she's a virgin, she gets an extra cow because it's this virginity. They've placed a value into it because the female person, she enters into the household because she's there to reproduce. And that's why I believe they feel as though body count is important. Oh. You ask... You asked previously a question, do you feel that uh, men are intimidated by um, women who are sexually liberated? I believe that they are because within your sexual liberation, he feels as though, oh, you're no longer sacred for me, Mm -hmm. as if I should just be designated for this one person. So,
2: yeah, I feel like it does matter to them. Mm -hmm. And Um, with the the concept of self-regulation and self-governance, when you made a decision to jump out of porn and become a sexpressionist and influencer, did you feel that you had gone to the beast in you and it was time to come back?
0: No, I, I'm, I'm not out of porn. I'm still within out, porn. Oh, you still st- within porn. Deep within okay. porn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Deep, 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 deep. deep.
2: How but even feel about it. I've, you know, can I be deep, honest with you? I've yeah. never really sat with a person who works in the pornography industry, who has a relationship, mm. particularly with a black man, the male, the black male ego. Yeah. And I can't speak of an Indian male ego or a coloured male ego or Chinese because I'm not, I'm not exposed. Intimately to those nationalities, right, and those races. I'm exposed intimately like H (laughs) D
0: to man.
2: Yeah right? Yeah. They can be a little okay. I see tradition, but this is a little bit extreme. Yeah. Of you know, having those principles and 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 how's things with you and your partner? Perfect because Is I do it child? with him. I do it with him. Oh, you do porn with your partner?
0: Yes, and oh, that's so you don't do porn with multiple partners. No, I only do it with one person. Really? Self regulation. And also, we're you... in South
2: Africa. Where's the other porn star Zingelais? <laughs> oh no, he, he doesn't show face. He doesn't show face. We're in South Africa. Oh, he shows Africa. The one face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We're
0: in South Africa, it's dangerous, and we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't talk about the rape statistics, the fact that yeah. you know we've got a high HIV statistics, and I also want to protect myself. Yeah. Yes, I'm working in the digital space, but I do want to protect myself. So um
2: it is quite safe. It is quite um, safe. Yeah. I, I suppose so. I mean I mean you're doing it with your partner. I could imagine if you're not doing it with your partner, then it's and terrible. you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with a person who's not in that industry. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine it to be. I'm not too sure because I'm thinking also from myself and not putting so much gender on it, but yeah. just as myself as a human being, I'm thinking I'm dating a porn star mm. <laughs> and I work as an accountant. Mm. Mm. I have an ask. This is quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. What is virginity? Yeah. I don't know what virginity is. I honestly mm. don't. It's it's a, it's biologically is it not a hymen <laughs> that breaks when anything mm. happens and anything right. can trigger it? Mm. Absolutely, that's that's what it's it's defined as. But because uh, traditionally it's defined as one who has never experienced a penis. So
3: what happens if somebody? But biologically. Yeah. So what happens if somebody has experienced anal sex, mm -hmm. but the hymen is intact? Mm -hmm. Are they girls? You started on a (laughs) kinky (laughs) note. You are brave. I hope you lose lube. No, no, (laughs) no. It's 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 really. I, I think. it's time to have these conversations because in the same way that you'll find girls who are doing certain sports, um, you know, the hymen comes in so many shapes and sizes and, and, this idea that what is purity, again, it, it goes back to that self-cove. If I can hide it, if I can hide and have anal sex and still on my marital day uh mm-hmm. show and intact hymen, am I really pure? Mm-hmm. Um if I am and, and again, what about somebody who self-pleasures? Is that sex? Mm-hmm. Is it not? Mm-hmm. Um if, if, if it's in between the thighs, if it's in between the thighs, is that
2: is that sex? Can I ask a question, actually? I also have an ask <laughs> on top of your ask, right? So, apparently, I'm reading everywhere now, that the male stimulant organ is in the prostate, right? Yes. So, usually, um, heterosexual men obviously don't have penetrative anything in their behinds, right? So... Some do. <laughs> Shouldn't. <laughs> Shouldn't. <laughs> Shouldn't. Some do. So my question is, so if a man's stimulant gland is in the prostate, mm-hmm. heterosexual, there's issues about um, homosexuality in scripture, right? Yeah. But yet you enjoy being stimulated from the prostate. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing based on
1: scripture? Wow. Well. Again, are you talking within the confines of marriage or the confines? Oh outside? my god, I want to it strangle him. So, so so if we if we're dealing if we're dealing yeah. within confines of marriage, what you and your wife do, if that works for you, bud, then Okay. Good for outside you. of marriage. No, any sex outside of marriage, scripture condemns. Mm-hmm. Period. On that note. <laughs> you are not
2: Christian. i have more than my mental health to worry about <laughs> at this point i need to decide where i place christianity in my life and whether i must divorce my entire family or not i'm just joking i want to thank you so much for uh, popping in and um having um me get off to a great start on this journey i think there's so much to unpack there really, really is so much to unpack. And I didn't get to talk to you that much. So I'm hoping you will make time for me to come back and visit my my, my, my set. The conversation between you and your partner and how you are both unmarried mm-hmm. and you are both doing this together. I think that's an interesting conversation. Jealousy, all of these other things that come into play. Because when you think of how your partner is so liberated, mm-hmm and you think of them traveling miles away, it must be like, oh, my God. Is she going to replace me with somebody else? (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and I really, really thank you for opening up and um, having this very, very interesting conversation. It's us, Doc. You've got boxes. Before we go, I want to see what's in all of those boxes. You came with things that we can learn and toy around with. Bring, bring, bring. Spicing up. No, Spicing up, really yeah. Encourage me pass it on to pass it same to you. you. So that's a really
3: nice uh, board game. Yeah. Um, again, it's like, especially people... Thank you. <laughs> bring them this side. Bring them that. You know, especially people who have been in a relationship, for example, for a very mm-hmm. long time. How do you spice up the relationship? And yeah. I love that even within the confines of marriage, you can go to town with whatever you do. And I think... I used to have, before I became a sexologist, I'll be honest, I used to have this idea that, um, like, adult world is just such a dark and dingy space. Mm -hmm. And the reality Mm -hmm. is there are shops or um, online and and material books. Can we get educated about? (laughs)
2: There you go. You like know, so song.
3: so it, it's yeah. also being a sexologist as a black woman um, came with a lot That's of challenges. That's a beautiful thing, though. You know, um, and I realized, though, no, man, I'm taking on for the team and let's get educated. Let's get more. You don't have to even decide. Yeah. Just be open to being educated about what your sexual life could be. 100%. And so um, some people, like, border on uh, um, you know, kinky. Is kinky okay? Is kinky not okay? Are um, oh,
2: those handcuffs and stuff? That's darling. so cute. I know they like that really nice. That is so cute. One. Are they like really nice? Not- yeah, rose gold ones. Those are gorgeous. I've never tried these, by the way. And I like the fact that you're a black woman sexologist because yeah. a lot of our mothers die without knowing how far is. pleasure goes. Yeah. Pleasure goes really far. Yeah. If only you just lose your inhibition together with your partner. With your partner, yeah. Together with your. Together with your married partner. Yeah. <laughs> Not married to somebody else, married to you. Come okay, come on, come Please. on, come on, come on. I'm getting there, Pastor. I'm getting there. Okay, so this I've never used. Apparently, right. this is insanely incredible. A one. A one.
3: <laughs> yes. Is it incredible? There's a lot of different types sti- of ones. Different types, but also, like, a lot of the stuff is clitoral stimulation. And just yeah. by the way, you know, I always say to people, the texture and the the firmness of the hand sometimes can miss, you know the, the, there's a fine line between pleasure and pain, right? Ah yeah, yeah. yeah this thing she's very powerful <laughs>
2: let me feel <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this thing she's not too bad. <laughs> this, this is not too bad at all she must be invited to uh, you see a little right? party so, <laughs> have have beautiful parties with your this partner, is gorgeous. yeah. So this is, so you brought these for us to just take a look at? Just
3: to have a look. I, I, I have the the grand pleasure of yeah. always getting like. Oh, uh, that's too tiny. Companies like that this will be like, show people what it looks like. Sure. It's not scary. It's not scary yeah. it not. actually You know, like the colors also are really cute mm. and it's comfortable. Um, uh, Lube,
2: the importance of using lube, lube, lube. Always. So hold on. If we are out of lube. Yeah. Can spit be used as lube? Oh, God.
3: <laughs> can I not answer that as a, as a clinician? Please, please, you have to put <laughs> me out of misery.
2: Everybody everybody does. And can I just say why I ask? Yeah. If a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human being's mouth, mm. is it hygienic for spitting on the organ, right? But, but here's the reality I, I'm kinky. I say, yeah. baby, spit on it. But, but other people don't also want it. are all sex, you know, so you already are. Spitting. I mean, you know. Yeah. So it is lube. So it is worst case scenario. You don't have lube. Don't use Nivea. It's sensitive down there. (laughs) Or body lotion. Nivea. No Vaseline. No Vaseline. No Vaseline either. Please don't. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Guys, (laughs) have a tendency. To put our velvets and our vaginas through hell because of the thing. And please, guys, wash your hands. Wash your hair. Wash
3: before and after. Wash your toys. Um, Safety is sexy. How often
2: should we pee during sex or after? Especially, as
3: soon as. especially if you are already like hitting 35 and above. Your estrogen is low. You're more likely to get uh, yeast infections yeah. before and after. And yeah. it doesn't mean you are disgusted by what has happened. It's just because sperm sperm or semen, in in, in fact, semen, which has sperm, it, the pH is very different. It says about mm. 7.8, mm-hmm. whereas your own natural pH says about 3.5. So that's why some people even say sperm burns and true to the there's a tree. tingle on the tongue yeah. yes if you you, know. if you put it on your um, tongue there's a tingle e- even even just vaginally so oh, there is absolutely nothing wrong <laughs> you
2: swallow i don't enjoy swallowing anymore this is so weird the closer i'm getting to the fourth floor uh, swallowing Paul's was a like <laughs> <I'm> oh <four>, guys <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, thank you very much for joining oh. us we'll take this the rest of it offline because uh you know we've got a comfortable environment for pasta and i think we're going borderline all right thank right. you so much for watching this is you on sex and stuff you can catch me all over instagram with all of this stuff this is my next phase this is my next journey if it makes you uncomfortable as a person who's been loving me for all these years i'm so sorry but i'm not changing i am turning 40 what explanation do i owe you nothing mm-hmm. let's go Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <Where is
3: there?
2: laughs> sex tips from Dino on sex and stuff are coming at you live from Arise Studios. Award winning studio facilities. Listen, friends, they cater to a wide array of productions. So, from commercials to TV productions, you name it, I've become one of their latest clients. Yes, we love it. And uh, also visit uh, www.aristudios.co.za if you're dreaming even of doing the same thing as I'm doing, podcasting and everybody else on the podcast and chill network. Arise studios.co.za. Now into the sex tips. Dear my friends, you see this thing. You see this thing. You see this thing? These are all my favorite toys, by the way, personal sex toys. This one is the worst. It's really great in the shower, this one, I'll tell you. You clonk it on the wall, you can do whatever you want to it. This one, it will obey all your rules. But you see all of these things, dear friends. Oh my God, it's such a mess. There's so many pleasurable toys here. This is my personal favorite. I travel with this one everywhere. It's very discreet and um, it's like a a quick, fast fix, right? Uh, This one is bed intimacy, love, love, love. But I really love all my toys. And this one can go anal and frontal, which is really, really amazing. But my tip here is this, please use lube. Thank you.